When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Welcome back to Talking Real Money. Another hour of the show, another podcast, another opportunity to improve your knowledge about real investing, not this stupid stuff that passes for investing and the stuff that ends up wasting not only a lot of your time, but your mental and and financial energy. We're going to talk about some of that time-wasting stuff here on the show. 855-935-TALK is our telephone number here at Talking Real Money. I'm Don McDonald over there. On the other mic is Tom Cock. We've been doing a radio show or podcast of some kind together since like the, the world was cooling. It was like so many millions of years ago. I did notice at the the first show there was a dinosaur that went by very quickly, yeah, but yeah. It went, then it was and gone. Quickly, quickly. 65 after, million years After ago, listening to the show was the last one to go extinct. <laughs> Oh, no, my time is up. Uh, I tell you one thing that's not extinct, and that is uh, the extreme amount of advice that people are ready to give you and to tell you what the... What the future is, what what direction the market will go, or what type of stocks will make you more. This and, is uh, one of the biggest wastes of, of, of time, money, and energy is all of this useless advice on the next thing or what the future will bring, no matter what it is. You're going to always hear these stories like, well, prices of stocks are too high because of this and that, or you should be buying this in the future. Come on. They don't well, know. The, head, the headline here is value stocks poised to make a killing over the next decade. Of course, then they bring Warren Buffett's name into it because that will make, give it credibility, right? And uh, the, the author says, we're about to witness the revenge of the dogs. Okay, maybe. My dog doesn't really need Maybe. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, that's actually a pretty good bet when you look at how badly value stocks have done over the past decade. The past decade well, have not been good to value stocks. No, and they and here in this article they mentioned that value stocks by their measure are now the cheapest since the uh, the biggest margin cheaper than growth stocks since the tech bubble 20 years ago and and, and then they highlight Europe and Japan as a place where Tech stocks, or pardon me, where uh, value stocks are even more sort of undervalued. So they're suggesting that you run out and buy some value stocks here uh, and maybe even emerging markets, because that's another place where you can get some stuff that's beaten down a bit. And then, and yet somebody sends us another article that says, you know, the, 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 the market is in trouble. These index funds are in trouble because a lot of their money is because of the, the amount of the portfolios that are in small and value companies, which have done really well lately. And... S- who do you believe? It's just this advice is contradictory. It is not helpful. As a matter of fact, maybe it's contra-helpful. Well, I think it is. And by the way, we want to thank Sarah for sending this. She sent in a couple of articles that were interesting. And along those lines, one of the articles, the author said, index funds are concentrating economic power into a few hands. 
Don't know if I believe that, but also uh, that you can shovel. Wait a minute. Shovel. How can that possibly be I true? Everybody like owns index of, funds. I know. Millions of people that own them. Uh, and people can, quote, shovel any old crap into an index fund and say these are great to sell. In other words, because index funds hold the entire market, there's some crummy stocks in there. Well, of yeah. course there are crummy stocks in there. And if we were that smart, we if we were so smart... We would be picking them out. We would know which ones were the crummy stocks. We would take those out of our portfolios, and we would all get rich on the market all the time. The problem is we don't know which ones are the crummy stocks today. Only buy the stocks that, that go, go up, up Don. Yeah. You don't buy the other ones. Come I on, mean, that's seriously, too easy. Do you know for a fact which of the pasts, Remember, it's all past tense. Yeah, I hear Which you, of the past losing stocks are going to lose in the future? Remember, there was a time when Amazon went from 400 to 4 and then back up to, like, bazillions. Yeah. Well, I think we, we had a decade where Microsoft lost money. We've had other stocks that we had Apple horrible almost for a go yeah. bankrupt, folks. Yeah, and then back it came. So, so you know, you take, don't know. Take it out of your portfolio when it's way down, and then what happens? Oh, oh, you mean it can go back up again? You want to own them all? These arguments are stupid. Really, just stupid. They're a waste. You ought not listen to them. You don't need to read them. You can ignore them completely. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Honest, straightforward, helpful financial advice is but a phone call away, literally a phone call away at 855-935-TALK on Saturdays here on the show and 24 hours a day on the podcasts to which you should be listening. Modest men with, uh, as they, I think they say from time to time, much to be modest about. That's our moniker, no? I, that'll be my motto now. I like that. <laughs> it's actually kind of an insult, but okay. I don't care. I'll take it. <laughs> I, right. I, I'm desperate. I'll take anything that uh, <laughs> works. They remember you for Yeah. If, if somebody okay. says, oh, that's done, uh, then cool. I'm good. Okay. You know, what is it? There's no such thing as bad publicity, something like that? <laughs> Apparently not. No. 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number. And Graham has been hanging on since that dinosaur roamed the earth. Hi, Graham. Pretty Welcome close. back to the program. That, that dinosaur is right. Uh, I had a couple of questions on some dividend stocks by Cornerstone as I am also retiring next month due to the COVID mandate. The uh, symbols are CLM and CRF. I, I have some now. I've had some for about three years. Their 10-year chart looks really good. Okay. And uh, I Wait, just Give me those symbols anymore. again because I'm really C-L-M slow. CLM and CRS. Oh, CLM and CRS. No, okay. Charlie, Charlie, oh. Robert, Frank. Oh, oh Robert. Frank. Charlie Lincoln Mary. Got Lincoln Mary. Okay. All right. Charlie Lincoln Mary is the Cornerstone Strategic yep. Value Fund with uh what wow. Wow, do they wow, okay. Um they hand out a lot of money. Uh let's see yes. what that little baby costs though. Oh, holy moly. 
I made that word up. Do you know what yeah. the expense ratio is on that blasted thing? 1.14% yes. per year. Yes. That's ridiculous. I've been in them now for three years. I have 2,000 shares of each one, and I'm thinking about increasing that to 3,000 shares of each one. Why? The dividend's, the dividend's fantastic. Yeah, of course it's fantastic because they're making it up as they go along. It's a totally made-up dividend. They're just paying out capital gains as dividends. They don't get that kind of dividend from their portfolio. They have 143 blue chip stocks. Which are probably having a dividend yield of 1.7 or something. And then they have funds of funds. They have ETF. They own other people's ETFs like the QQQ. So this is a gimmick. This is a huge gimmick. This is like gimmick writ large. Oh, I would. I, I've got to tell you, there will come a day. You will rue the day someday because what's going to happen is when those stocks all tank, your dividend is going to go to nothing, negative, which will happen someday. Is that true of CRF as well, or was that CRF? That was CLM, and CRF I haven't gotten to yet because I was having so much fun with that. I had trouble finding Cornerstone it. Cornerstone Total Return is CRF, and uh, that, again, has a – oh, my gosh. they Not only – wait, okay. not This is a 1.19% expense ratio, 1.2% yeah, per year. And once again, they're using leverage – They're borrowing money to make you more money. They own a portfolio of big blue chip stocks, and they are paying out far more than those the dividends that those stocks create. In fact, they look like clones of each other. They really do. They look like the same darn thing. Is that a closed? Is that a closed end fund too? I mean, am I reading that right? I believe so. Anyway, I, mm, this is not a product that we would use ever, nor recommend. Ever recommend to anyone anytime ever in a billion years. The real dividend yield, get this, the real dividend yield for CRF How is 1.3%. Ah, I said 1.7. Okay, the real dividend yield of CRF is 1.3% per year. They charge 1.19% per year. So the Guess real, what? you're looking at less than a quarter of a, two-tenths of a percent in money left over after their fees. So the rest of the money they're paying out has to come from liquidation of assets. Things that have gone up, they're selling, the, they're creating the gain, and then they're paying out to folks like Graham. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. So that'll work really, really well until it doesn't. Which with a limited universe, what'd you say? 150 140 stocks? 140 stocks. Yeah, 140 yeah, stocks. Yeah, it's pretty small uh, universe I, I too. Can, I, I, can, I can almost, and I, I don't guarantee anything because I don't predict the future, but because I've been around this, this uh, rodeo for a while, <laughs> uh, a long while, I can pretty much assure you that there will come a point where you will really hate the fact that you own this fund and you're going to kick yourself for owning it because you are not going to make anything on the fund. You're going to lose a lot of money, a lot more than you would with a comparable fund elsewhere. Further, if you're retiring, and this is going to be an important part of your portfolio long-term, if it did take a huge downturn, which we think is a possibility, Mm. that could really be harmful if you're needing income from that portfolio as well. 
just scares me. I appreciate the advice, gentlemen. It scares me. Thanks, Graham, so much for the call. We really do appreciate it. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Go ahead, Tom. And what, what, but what, let's talk about just for a moment why we wouldn't use this, but why we just think you should just own globally diversified markets. It's not as exciting as CRF, right? It's not as truly, in many ways, sexy, if you will, because you just own a basket of stocks that over time, not every year, not every month, not every week, because sometimes people call me and go, we lost money last week. Yeah. But over a long period of time, it has made close to 10% a year. That should be enough to take care of you in retirement if you save properly. If you haven't, then that's another point. But this is just hoping you're going to make more. I went back and looked at the history of CRF because I really want to do my homework here. And if you had $10,000 worth of CRF at the end, at the beginning of 2007, you had 10,000 in it. You're going through one of these good times because from, you know, the 80s until then, it was paying out these big dividends and it hung right around 7,500 to $10,000 per share or per, okay. you know, that 10,000 stuck. But 10, let's say at the beginning of 2007, you had 10,000 and you're looking, yep. okay, you go through 2007, you're still right around 2000 or 10,000. You're going, okay, I'm all right. I know the economy's and a little then, weird. And then, mm-hmm. then, 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 then by January 1st, 2008, you were below 6,000. Wait, so 40, there's 40%. more. <laughs> I was feeling bad enough. Okay. Then, oh, 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 wait, I'm back up above 7,000 by oh. April of 2008. I'm feeling I'm better. Feeling okay. Yeah, right. By April of 2009, my 10,000 has declined to $1,630. That is an 80 four percent drop in value so despite the fact that you're getting this nice dividend now and then boom this thing can hit you like a bat between the eyes do you think your future looks bright when you're in the middle of retirement you're relying on that dividend yield and your portfolio drops almost 90 percent in value there are in a again in a diversified portfolio we cannot find a period of time where you've had that kind of loss it's from never, a basket of just it, stocks it has never happened not since That's 1926 crazy. not since 1926 as just owning the entire stock market which we think is pretty stupid risky has it ever the biggest loss has been just over 50% and that was over a year this is these funds these are gimmicks please stop buying them people people please Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. But you know the best part of the story that I just told? Yeah. I saved for after the break. Yeah, go ahead. It's kind of like, you know, the cliffhanger, and then you got to wait and come back for the next episode. We'll return. Oh, we're going to give it to you right now. You know that $1,600, that $10,000 fund you got into that dropped to $1,600? Well, yes. by the end of, well, by, by about this time of year in 2009, it had risen back up to $3,300. You're feeling better, aren't you? It's coming back up. 
But wait, from that point until today, it has done one thing. That's from 2009 to 2021. It went from $3,300 to what is it trading at today? That $10,000 worth? $811. But you got your dividends. That's all you got. Yeah. Wow. This is That's a volatility that very few people they're, can handle. Let's they're, put it that way. they're giving you that dividend you they're think you're your getting. Money back. They're giving it's you your, your money. money back. That yeah, would be like, I, okay, I'll get, give me $10,000, and over the next 20 years, I'll give you back $500 a year. Okay? Deal? At the end of 20 years, there's no money left. But I gave you your money back. That's all you're getting. And, and I'm going to give the rest to Tether, which will be backed by dollars. We'll tether. be okay. We're not going to Tether. We are going. Well, and by the way, call Peter. us at 855-935-TALK, just like Peter did. And Peter, Peter's next. Hi, Peter. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for taking my call. Glad to do it. I am calling. I'm uh, in my 50s. I've got I'm kind of in that sandwich, you know, uh, time of life. Kids going off to college. But right now I'm focused on my, my aging parents. And um, they have held a Morgan Stanley, you know, account. They have two IRAs uh, and then a cash account um, that is being managed uh, for them. And they are really at age 84 and 79, not really able to to track, you know, mm-hmm. the, and, and uh, make those sort of decisions. Well, let's let's hope they have a fine fiduciary advisor working for them at Morgan Stanley. But we'll figure that out right now. Go ahead. Right. Yeah, that's what I'd like to know. I'm just, uh, you know, I have some concerns about um, their exposure and um, really just trying to maintain what they have because this, you know, this account is 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 most of of, uh, what they have to live off of some small pensions and then this. Well, what's in it? Let's talk about what's in the account. What's in it? Yeah, so there's, you know, there's uh, an IRA at two hundred fifty thousand. Uh, my dad's got a smaller one at eighty one thousand, and had one hundred and sixty in cash. And then, so the the total asset allocation is about forty seven percent in equities, twenty one in cash, twenty nine in fixed income, and two and a half in alternatives. Okay, but let's let's talk more specifically. What give us a specific security that's in one of those accounts? Just the equity. Por- let's start with the equity portfolio. What's in the equity portfolio? Just a few things. Uh, let's see. So, because we're not fans, by the way, and we'll tell this while you're looking of holding a almost twenty five percent in cash because mm-hmm. that's a drag on the portfolio. But um, go okay. ahead, give and us. That, that's kind of what I'm trying to get to. So, um, so. There's a, a government bond in there. Um, let's see if I can get to it. How about just a stock? Uh, do they hold individual stocks or, or mutual stock funds? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they just um, this week, and this is what really prompted my call, called and said, you know, you've got uh, a lot that's not going to even, uh, you know, meet or beat inflation right now. So we want to take, you've got 100000 or 64% of that cash account in a money market. 30000 uh, or 80% in an ultra-short bond fund uh, to earn a little bit more, and then um, recommended taking 30000 of that and uh, equally divided among Verizon, Lockheed Martin, and CVS Health. 
bad, 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 yeah, bad, is, bad, yeah. bad, bad advice. This is this is the kind of advisor you need to fire. This advisor needs to be fired. He's suggesting indiv- he or she is suggesting individual stocks. We don't suggest individual stocks for someone in their thirties. Or anyone, because of potential of losing all the money, the default risk is there. Number two, someone who says, by the way, inflation is now running. We got to do something. Well, something should have been done 10 years ago to protect for inflation that could always come along. This is what we call a broker's portfolio, not a good way for parents to be taken care of. It is a what and again, as we mentioned in the last hour to another caller, the key is to find that elusive 100 percent fee-only fiduciary advisor, and this is not one. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. We're talking real money. It's the real, real, real money show. Talking real money. We really take money seriously. We take it more seriously than everybody else. We do. We take it more seriously than everybody else because everybody else seems to want to play games with money. They want to pretend like they can predict the future or they've got some brilliant new strategy. There are no brilliant new strategies. There aren't. It Investing is what it always has been. I mean, every once in a while, there's a little bit of new research into what might work better than something else, but brilliant new ways of making money? No. Diversifying and keeping your costs low? That kind of brilliant That kind of brilliant once in a while strategy. Oh, value stocks have historically done better than growth stocks. Okay, great. Let's own those. And getting your money back from the fund. Not so much, but that's a whole other thing, uh, right? Unbelievable. Some Paying of these your things. principal back. Uh, 855-935-TALK is our telephone number here at Talking Real Money. And up next is Dave. Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, Dave. Uh, afternoon. Hey, Dave. Uh, Don, I took your advice. Go ahead. Yeah. And uh, I'm pretty well diversified in uh, Vanguard funds. Uh, my, my question is, my nephew seems to be always right about crypto. He's a Dave, it's going to go up to a thousand to a hundred thousand dollars. Dave, 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 he's yes, he's been he has been a hundred percent right, except when it went down, and then he was wrong, and he'll be right right up until he's wrong, and there will I unless somebody can convince me, and I have yet to be convinced that there is something we can actually do with cryptocurrency that we can't do with money, I am 100% convinced so far that this is a big, as we call it, nothing burger. Okay, but sir, what did you want to know? Did, are, were you try, calling to say you think you should invest in it now because he's always been right about crypto? Well, you know, I agree that you're right until you're wrong, but I I, uh, I could allocate 1% of my portfolio, but I don't want to do you it. You need on, the money? You know, with, with – no, I don't need the money, no. I, I wouldn't do it. I mean, you could take that same money and go to Las Vegas, watch the Raiders lose, and bet there. Um, you, I mean, there's all kinds of things you could do to – just. Fun. Exactly. Yeah, there you Thank go. You. There well you, done, sir. Oh, you have just solved the puzzle. The fact of the matter is, is losing money fun? No. 
But yet we do it sometimes because there are ways to do it that are fun. I don't think losing it in crypto is any fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll wait. Maybe I'll wait and watch it drop. <laughs> and then, no, wait, wait. Here's, here's what I suggest. You wait, you watch it drop, and you still do nothing. <laughs> okay. That's one thing. I, I got to <laughs> tell you. Dave, I have not been tempted by crypto, not one half of a second. I haven't gone, oh, I think I may be missing out. Tom, you, are you missing out? You know, for me, I don't, I don't have any, I don't need it. I'll be okay with stocks and bonds. I, that will, has made me enough money in the past. I suspect it will in the future. So it's not where I need to take a bunch of money and make more than somebody else. I, so, and I don't feel, uh, like I'm missing out on something. I think there's a lot of that when it comes to crypto that you're hearing these stories. It reminds me a lot of the late nineties mm-hmm. with technology. Ah, everybody's getting rich except me. That sort of, tr- that sort of usually breeds trouble. So I generally stay away from things like that. It makes me nervous. Yeah. I Thank would. You for your rational views, both of you. Thank, Thank you. So much. Dave, we really appreciate your call. Um, you know, it's kind of like, um, you know that fire festival that looked really, really good. That was like so much fun, you know. Oh, oh the fire festival! I just want to go join everybody else for a cold cheese a sandwich. Time. Look at all those models jumping up and W right outside my tent. Till they weren't. Till you got the what was it? The sandwich that made them famous. The, it was the, the cheese the, sandwich. Cheese sandwich. That the was like, American oh. cheese sandwich. That's the, right. It's yeah. the only American cheese sandwich and Wonder Bread. The only two foods that will not rot on a deserted island with no refrigeration. <laughs> and you just paid three thousand dollars. Oh, and by the way, lead band. They decided not to make it because mm. bad idea. Oh, in that tent you thought you were saying that just got swept up in the windstorm. No, that's this is crypto. No, I mean it's silly. Yeah, I just again, I think they'll. I think really, if you boiled it down, kind of like what Dave just said. I've done a great job in Vanguard. Thank you, Don, for getting me into Vanguard funds thirty years ago. It's done well for me. But my relatives always been right about crypto, so it's time to just tiptoe into that. No, it's not. And Mm-mm. and, and it, 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 if if I had a hundred thousand dollars for every time someone has asked me about this, I would be incredibly wealthy about something that's wow, it's really done well up to date. And then I go, yeah, and it's going to do well right up until it doesn't. Um, I have probably said that enough times to be a billionaire. It does well right up until it doesn't, and there is going to be a doesn't. Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your real life and real future. Tom and Don are talking real money. It's the traffic. It's always the traffic's fault. Everything. Blame it on the traffic. I think I think traditionally you'd blame it on the weather, but we'll let you go with the traffic no. this no, time. No, no, no. The traffic runs longer than the weather. I'm blaming it on the on the traffic. Eight five five nine three five talk. Hey, that is the phone number to dial. Call right now. You, you better. Well, you better yeah, Boom. you better hurry because we only have like yep. you know like ten minutes of Eight talk minutes, time yeah, left. Right now, if you call right now, you're on the air. Boom. You think? Yeah. Can you promise that? Absolutely. Wow, I love the guarantees you've been given lately. Can you guarantee I'm going to make ten percent per year? Come on. Uh, yeah, right up until the year I'm gone. Sure. All right. Then you won't be able to blame. Okay. So call us with a question at 855-935-TALK. You can also call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and record a question for the podcast. 
You can also go to TalkingRealMoney.com and ask questions there a variety of ways. Like have gotten a it. lot of questions. Type. Oh, we have so many questions. You could type it in like this person did. Uh, yes. They say that they're enjoying our podcast. Well, that's, well, that's nice. nice. Can you please advise me about my expected Social Security payments? Oh, no, gee. we can't. Social Security just. Why does Social Security suddenly have to become so complicated, government? <sighs> I am 54. Yeah, okay. Pay attention. Okay. And divorced for four years after 29 years of marriage. Okay. Okay. After how many years? 29. So she's eligible for okay. her husband's yep. benefit, yep. spousal benefit. I understand yep. that I'm entitled to half my ex-husband's right. Social Security benefits. Half of his benefit will be much greater than my benefit as long as I do not remarry. My question is, since my increased Social Security benefit depends on his Social Security contributions, will the age at which he starts collecting Social Security affect my potential benefit? And will my benefit, which is, again, based on his, increase regardless of when he starts to draw? If I wait to start drawing until I'm a maximum age of 70, I look forward to your response. Thank you. I don't know the answer to that. I am pretty darn sure that you can't start collecting half until of the his other benefit. Until the other person does? I, I, now but I'm doubting. Now I'm doubting my answer. I don't. I don't. It might be full retirement age. You think for both? I don't. Because <laughs> it's divorced. Yeah. 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 It. Ugh. You know, she got everything right up to that point. Where are that. where are our CFP advisors when we need them? Well, it's good we're bailed out because Gabriel just called. So thank you for your question. Right. We're gonna. Well, we will figure that out. But I don't know if you can <laughs> uh, because. Gosh, that is ex- no because it. I thought I had the answer, but then I, after I looked at, I went, I don't have the answer anymore. I no, I don't even want to. I don't want to speculate because I, I hate being wrong on these things. So. I do too. And, and by I, the way, if you're on Social Security, good news, you get a five point nine percent increase. No, you don't. Cola. No, you next don't. Year. You're yeah. not getting an increase. You're just well. You're just treading water. It just means... Well, not if you drive anywhere. It just means your spending power has not gone down. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right. Dave. Is it Dave? Wait, no, who? Gabriel. Gabriel. I, how come I don't see that on my screen? Uh, I'm on a quicker screen than you are. You're, you're just it's got... a technology thing. Okay, Gabriel, you're next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, appreciate the show. Just had a couple of quick questions. I'm retired in July this year. And I've been kind of looking at some dividend stocks as a Charles Schwab account I have that I trusted some guy with 75000 It's called the Div 30. And it seems to be paying like 3.4%. And I gave him seventy five, and it's at 83 right now. So I think it's doing pretty good. What do you think about that? We try not to. What's, the, uh, what's, the, what's this port? Wait, what's the name of the portfolio? What's the name of the fund? He calls it, it's Charles Schwab. It's called the Dib 30. It's 30 stocks that pays dividends. Yeah. All right. Schwab Div 30. Div 30. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, you understand what this is, right? The idea here is there's finding companies that pay out larger than, how do we say this? Average normal dividends. Yeah. Because the dividend payout rate today is somewhere around, for sake of argument, one and a half percent. By the way, there are companies that don't pay dividends. So, okay. That's what we're talking about. And so what you're getting is a double of that, basically, right? I mean, they're paying out 3.4% instead of basically one and a half. The question then becomes, how do they perform that magic? Mm-hmm. Because they're buying, they're buying stocks 
that basically what you're getting is a portfolio of value stocks. They're undervalued, so they're paying out big dividends based on their lower than normal value. Their price is down. Yeah, their they're, price they're the is down. The average dividend is higher. Yeah. Or see, and I don't. If you could give me a symbol for the fund or something, oh, I might be able to look it up. 30. There is no Schwab Div Thirty fund that I can find anywhere. Uh, but uh, I know what they're doing. There, that's a that's an ETF probably. But I don't know that for a fact because I don't know what it is. But it's a portfolio of 30 stocks. They're all of the, the, the highest dividend-paying stocks. But when you have high dividend-paying stocks, you generally have low-quality companies or companies that are in some sort of trouble. They usually, if that trouble continues for an extended period of time, they usually reduce or suspend dividends at some point, leaving you with a lower dividend-paying fund. This is a dangerous thing to do for a couple of reasons. One, because you're focusing in 30 stocks stocks yep that's a huge one eliminating you know twelve thousand five hundred for sake of two there is no guarantee that they will continue paying that dividend as a matter of fact there's a very very good chance that that dividend will will decrease and you've got just a portfolio of stocks that in and of themselves can be very valuable volatile because they're value stocks okay okay one last question here what do you think of uh NLY. It pays a ten percent dividend. I have, probably don't like anything that pays a ten percent dividend. I'm pretty dividend, sure I'm gonna I, hate it, but, but uh N L Y is that Anali Capital Management? No, that's, that's not it. I'm not oh, sure. I thought, N Nancy L is in Larry. Yeah. Y. That's what I come up with. Do you come up with any stock? I come up with a Nelly Capital Management. Yeah, that's all I Which got. is a stock. Yeah, I think they, do, I think they, manages, they manage uh, properties. Yeah, okay. They got a di- yeah, okay, paying right. a 9.9%. They're 9. paying 9. a dividend of 10.2%. Mm-hmm. They are, uh, oh, yeah, they're a real, they're a real estate trust. Okay. They're a REIT. And, yeah. and their total market cap is $12 billion. So this is tiny. Um, you you have got very to risky. see. Here's the problem: you cannot go out seeking dividends because what you do is you you magnify risk, you magnify sector risk, you magnify security risk, you magnify all kinds of risk. What you should in other you should be considering doing is creating a well diversified portfolio from which you draw dividends and some of the growth over the years. Uh, as opposed to trying to get something that just pays out a dividend, because when you do that, you get way too focused. And that's what you're running into here. Any suggestions? Yeah, create a real portfolio. Don't try to pick a bunch of individual securities that are going to be good. What you need is we're back to that same story we keep repeating over and over and over again. Everybody who has a complex portfolio or complex needs, everybody needs a fee only fiduciary advisor, fee-only fiduciary advisor 100% of the time to help them create a plan before you ever think about what to put in the portfolio. There's there's nothing out there that's free. There's nothing out there that's going to pay more than other without the other side of the equation, which is risk. There's, always, always, always. There's no trick to this. There is, there is only the plan. The plan precedes everything. The plan trumps everything. Don't put the cart before the horse. 
Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. I have made an executive producer decision. Uh, in the next week or two, I am going to create a special podcast, and I'm going to try and get Lawrence Kotlikoff, who is like the premier social security expert on the planet, to join me. And we are going to answer all of these convoluted social security questions, uh, or at least as many of them as we can. I will let you know in advance when that is going to happen so you can send questions in. Or if you want, go ahead and start sending them in now at TalkingRealMoney.com because I am going to get a social security expert on because Tom and I don't spend enough time dealing with all of these convoluted, complicated social security scenarios um, to give you the best answer. And sometimes we get it right and sometimes we get it wrong. So we're going to try and get it righter. Also, if you need some help, you want one of those fiduciary advisors to look things over and help you get a plan started. Well, we have one of those. It's called Vestory by Appella. Just go to Vestory.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.